Hello. Today's conversation is with Michelle Cheng, a friend of mine and composer, performer, and music technologist currently working out of the Bay Area. Michelle and I met back in grad school, and this episode is an interesting conversation going into the use of humor and activism in music making. But before we get to that, please remember to like, leave a comment if you have any thoughts, and subscribe to my channel. And if you would like to support my content generally, please consider visiting my Patreon page. Welcome to Music in Mind, Music in Mind, with Anthony Coffey. So th- this is my friend, Michelle Cheng, and um, we met in 2014 at UC Irvine, because we were both in the MFA program uh, for, what was it, I- Integrated Composition, Improvisation, and Technology. It's a long n- title. <laughs> yeah. So we're both performers and composers, improvisers, music technologists, all that stuff. So uh, yeah, Cheers. Cheers with my tea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, you cannot really see it, but anyway. Oh, it thinks it's a background too. <laughs> Zoom thinks everything's a background. I actually got this when I was in SoCal. I think this is a very SoCal what, what uh, inside say? joke. I... It say I would take the 101 to the 10 to the 405 oh, yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of curious what you will list to though. 101 to 10 and then to 405, where it's going to go? 101 to the 10. To the and then to four or five. That's like you're making a loop. Ah, right. Man, that was kind of a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I definitely don't miss the traffic in SoCal, so. <laughs> it's, it's not bad now. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's true. That's, a, it, that's it's the okay. benefits yeah. of yeah, the right. pandemic, you I can, guess. You can get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how how's life? How's it going? Um, it's been okay, I think. Um. It's just like the, yeah, I mean, quarantine time. I think one thing I realized that um, just being in quote unquote, it's just the, the expectation you couldn't really set it too high up. Yeah. Because be able to, like, I think what is so rough for people is because the expectation of like being just as usual in terms of being healthy and, you know, like, mentally also being healthy like being the same as what it was used to be which is which means nothing changed but it's already a high expectation so that's why you know people don't feel rewarding of oh i've done this i stay at home all the time but i didn't get rewards the reward i got is i didn't get sick you know so i think this is what is so tough it is tough the staying mentally healthy is really hard right now i think oh yeah (laughs) especially the yeah the freelancing artist community really got rocked (laughs) So. Yeah, I mean it's gone. There's no work. <laughs> well, for but, me. but I'm surprised. I mean, it's. I think a lot of. I mean, the the artist community is strong. Like we really mm-hmm. react. I think a lot of people adapt to that rapidly, quickly, and people are being creative on mm-hmm. online. Like what you are doing right now, you know, like turn everything into, like an online, uh, podcast. Yeah. Which is well, it's challenging, yeah. It's it's tough because I I also don't really like talking to people online. Uh, I mean, yeah. I like the face to face, and so I thought about doing podcasts online a long time ago, mm. but I decided I wasn't going to do it. I would only do it if it was in person, because I prefer the in person conversation. But now I can't do that. So. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also online. It's harder for you to. Uh, be able to interpret what others' emotions mm-hmm. are. It, it involved way more energy to be able to like decode what is happening on on the screen. So that's yeah. why uh, like constantly being in a meetings uh, virtually just so draining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's nice that you don't have to drive places and you don't have to go long distances. Yeah, but but like we kind of like have to spend those time. Uh, of traveling or getting dressed into handling all the technical issue that is going to happen yeah. on the screen. <laughs> well, I was thinking about this because in terms of something like work-life balance, when email came out, it was a huge 
difference and people were expected to communicate sort of 24 7 but just mm. with email and so i feel like this new uh, system of everybody zooming all the time will have another big effect and there will be less work-life balance and people will be expected to work more even though they're not going as many places hmm yeah that's a good point maybe yeah, i, I mean, it I don't depends know. on what's the person's um what kind of job they are doing yeah things yeah for artists we definitely are kind of unconventional communities <laughs> compared yeah. to the, how the society runs so yeah i couldn't really speak up for everyone but so what what kind of work have you been doing oh man um well the the, the greatest text is just keep myself mentally sane yeah <laughs> um and yeah so what happened the past few years oh, not a year sorry months um, when the sheltering place happened was, um, all the gigs were canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of emails exchanged. It's like, oh, sorry, this is canceled. And then we, we were trying to work it out. And then you, you, that really, that was very scary because that means loss of income as well. And yep. you know how like freelancing artists, we, we are very on our financial plan in terms of, okay, so like this, the next few months, what kind of project I'm doing. And all of a sudden they all got canceled. That was very scary, but then, like I say, I'm, I'm um, amazed by how the others, uh, um, the arts community recovered or tried to make things happen because, um, it turns out that a month later, like a lot of organization and they managed to be able to still make the events happen. Either mm -hmm. moved online. Yeah. That means we have to learn so many different technologies and how you know how to set up all those audio gears which a lot of musicians don't necessarily might be familiar with yeah because it, when they go out to have gigs usually there's you know like the music uh technology people or audio mm -hmm. engineering guys will help with that but now they have to like being at home and really getting to a new territory but i think it's actually good in general for for people yeah um, i think so i think the people at who are really struggling are older people who are not good with technology mm. and have a very difficult time understanding how to make the transition. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like grandparents and things like that who, who can't, who, who don't have a hard time understanding even how to conceptualize using zoom and things like that. I guess the good things about this is like now we, the younger generation do have time and mm -hmm. also we kind of really have to teach them how to use those so yeah. we can keep communication. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, you, you had a performance two weeks ago, right? Last uh, week, two yeah. weeks ago? I think it was uh, like last weekend. So almost, yeah, two, oh, like almost last weekend was... So no, oh my god, I lost the I it, lost the sense of time. Something <laughs> like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that that was that was through Karma up at Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that a concert series that they're running? Yeah. So every year they have concert series. It's called um, Karma at Bing. So the Bing Concert Hall. Mm -hmm. um, it's um, they will move a lot of speakers into the venues, and it's gonna be Ambisonics. Uh -huh. So it's like the whole sphere, um, like low, midi, mid, middle, right. and then yeah, mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, not um. So I, um, I did, um, I presented a piece last year that was the first time I collaborated with the series. Yeah, and it was also it was also my first time uh, mixing Ambisonics, and I just totally fell into that. I feel like I found my new world. Really? <laughs> just, yeah. Cool. I, I, yeah, I love it so much. And then this year, um, since everything is canceled and live performance is not happening, so they make it karma at home. Yeah. And so rather than mixing it into ambisonics, I um, encoded it into binaural. So it just put on headphones so you can at least you can still feel that um, right. the sounds are traveling. So what, yeah. what are you using in terms of technology? For that mm, encoding. For this piece, all oh, the encoding. I use uh, Reaper. Okay, cool. 
It's a it's it's a very <laughs> yeah highly recommended. It's it's a very interesting uh, doll. Yeah. 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 They have so many new like plugins that is very cool. Like <laughs> the whole yeah the Ambisonics toolkit is. It it seems like it's it's uh kind of blowing up a little bit. I got a mm-hmm. I got a message today actually on Fiverr. Do you know that site? Fiverr. It's I like a freelance. I... It's like Upwork or freelancer. It's I just a free. It. Okay. It's a freelancing site, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, somebody wanted me to make a Max patch that has, uh, I th- like ambisonic control. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think it's check it out. They have very good tutorial online as well. So. Okay, yeah, it's not it's not something I've really I've really looked into. How do you, how do you conceptualize it for a score? Like, would you write out a score that would for this piece? Uh, for either piece, for the one last year or the one this oh. year. Uh, so two. this, um, yeah, the two pieces, um, the compositional process was a little bit different. So mm-hmm. for last year, I think the common things are both pieces are very storytelling based. So mm-hmm. I interview people and then I, so the for, uh, the, for last year, I wrote out, um, I created six fictional characters yeah, um, and it was talking about Asian American experience, uh-huh. and it was based on like the people I encountered in my life, or it just a lot of field research in terms of how, especially like yeah, yeah young Asian Americans identity in America mm-hmm. today's. Yeah, um, and originally it was a solo piece for a soprano. So how that works is that the soprano sing well. She played with actually I can do this a puppet. <laughs> is Randy? Oh, is it yeah. there? Oh. oh, oh no! He keeps disappearing. Okay. Zoom thinks he's a background. Ah, <laughs> yeah. This is Randy the squirrel. <laughs> so yeah, I got into puppetry. So the singer sings, and then yeah, she ha- it's a very challenging piece because she has to um, turn herself into six different characters plus um, the squirrel. Plus, she has to. So, does the singer operate yeah. the puppet of the squirrel? Oh, yes. for those listening, by the way, it's a uh, squirrel puppet. Squirrel puppet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. not watching, for people. Okay. Listening, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, cool. So the singer operates the puppet while yes. singing. Ah, okay. While singing, yeah, yeah. So uh, different movements, different stories, or different characters. So it started with like just a acoustic live concert piece. Mm-hmm. So th- for that one, I did have score a uh, score, <laughs> not squirrel. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you also had a squirrel. Yes. You had both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I do have the score. It's very it's te- uh, this um is text score. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I have some graphics. Um, it's kind of like graphic notation to help depict some kind of some of the effects, and then um. Uh, I was invited to do a piece for uh, the Karma at Bing concert, mm-hmm. and I decided to turn that into Ambisonics. So I have more like electronic effects, and you know how the sounds is gonna travel. So it's like getting to a different mindset. And are the Ambisonics reflected in the score, or is that something that happens more live? No, no, that didn't. I didn't like specify. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, um, yeah. So for both pieces, I will write out kind of like the layout of how I want the sounds to travel. It's kind of like a plan, yeah. like a draft, like uh, an architect. Ar- architect. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I didn't. So for the second piece for this year, uh, Sings is also, um, it's like a piece that I've written for my, not necessarily written, but it's for myself to free improv, to do uh-huh. improv. So, yeah, I didn't really write up anything. I just, um, that was, yeah, that was also, um, so I started the idea of building the board and originally it was for another concert. It also got canceled. It was actually the very first concert. This, this was the board you used for your piece a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Okay. But that was supposed to be in another concert that was in early March, but that was like right when things shut down. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I just like, um, why not just turn it into a piece? And mm-hmm. I have been wanting to do a piece about um, like very just real intimate stories about women 
especially with young yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I、um, talked to three of my friends and just asked them to contribute、um, a story. So one of them、uh, recorded, she'd pick a day to record her quote unquote a normal day with her newborn baby. Uh-huh. So that was one of them, and another person contributed her diaries from years ago when she was working. Um, um, back then she just graduated from undergrad, and she was teaching math to high school students, and you know, like all the and living in the barrier, which is getting expensive, and yeah, like how how she balanced her life between、mm-hmm. like yeah jobs and I guess I figure things out. Yeah, I think and, I remember the her voice today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her voice is so, uh, what is um, what is the term? Come, clunk, a complimentary with the with the <laughs> electronic sounds. I feel like、yeah. blending so well. I think <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. I think it was a really powerful piece and a good performance.、Yeah. It's. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So do doyen diaries.、Uh, doyen. Doyens. Yeah. Doyen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> and then that's that's on your YouTube, right? So people can watch it. Yeah, the one on YouTube right now is a stereo mix.、Uh, I'm planning to to upload the、um, the binaural version.、So、okay. So if they have headphones, they can get the good sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that、yeah. that's that's exciting that you're working、mm-hmm. on that.、Um, you you sent me a video、uh, a couple、uh, yesterday, maybe. Uh, yeah. And what was that a lecture that you gave? It's not a lecture. It's part of the, well, it's part of a symposium that got canceled, but then they managed to, you know, still make it happen. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, so they turned everything into virtual presentation, and I think people we we just record our presentation、okay. into a video, or you know, were there? Yeah, there was one. Yeah, I think everyone was、uh, everything was pre-recorded. Yeah, for、uh-huh. that symposium. I know、cool. some of the the symposiums or conference that's gonna happen,、um, they might do uh, real-time uh, live panel discussions, but I think most of them are pre-recorded, like、uh-huh. the case that just happened. Yeah. Well, so you say something at the beginning of the video that I just I love.、Mm-hmm. So you say when people laugh, they listen. <laughs> and I feel like that's that's so powerful. It's why I love stand-up comedy, because、yeah, I feel、like、comedy it? <laughs> it, it's such a good way to talk about things that are powerful or true to you. Yeah, yeah,、um, yeah. I think because when、um, it's like、uh, when 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 humor is happening, and also especially the stand-up comedy, it might sound like oh my god, that's mean. You know, <laughs> it might be like mean, but there's definitely a lot of like. Most of the time, there's a lot of social messages behind that,、mm-hmm. and but when people are laughing at it, they kind of create a safe space for them to be able to actually examine the issue in a distance, so they don't feel like they are like put under the spotlight. Right. But they can have a safe space to reflect what was behind the joke. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I I mean, I love the way that humor is used in music, and I am. I'm so bad at it. I'm way too serious with music. I'm like, <laughs> no, I think, no. I think about theories and like nonsense. You know that that's the diversity of the composers, though. <laughs> you know, we need we we do need different kind of people, and then it just happens. You know, you like serious music is is what you're good at and it's what your interest <laughs> is, and you know. And I'm just turning to like, yeah, but humor is better. I don't know. Serious <laughs> is dumb. I do want to talk about is、uh, to bring up is、um, I do find that when there is humor or a playfulness in new music, for some reason it's not taken seriously enough in new、mm, music community. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, is that people? Things that oh this is a cute piece. Oh this is playful. <laughs> oh this is like so like funny. But then. For some reason, it's kind of、um, also yeah. I mean, new music field is highly influenced by, you know, like academic setting. I think、mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I feel like, yeah, when it comes to using humor in pieces, it's not necessarily taken seriously enough. So that is one thing I kind of want to throw out. <laughs> It, it's a little weird because, 
if you're joking, you don't want that to be taken too se- Like, a joke mm-hmm. isn't necessarily serious. Right. But yeah. at the same time, there's this idea where just because you're joking about one thing or in one way doesn't mean that there isn't a serious point around it. And That's so I think true. there's this problem where if there's a joke, you dismiss the whole thing as not serious. Mm-hmm. But like your squirrel or something like that. <laughs> I don't know how serious the squirrel is. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking serious being an asshole, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's cool. There, I mean, there's that whole history of puppets being rude and mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and the person is, hey, 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 don't say that. And the puppet. <laughs> I mean, my puppet is definitely for adults. It's not like Mr. Roger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to find, a, I guess, the balance, you know, like how to make. Yeah. Finding the balance is hard. Well, I think, um, so also in the video that you sent me, there's there's a piece, Voir dire. Mm-hmm. And I think that one has, I, I mean, it's not like it's funny, but the, the things that are expressed in it are serious and I think very powerful. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes the way things are expressed and the way certain lines come through, there is even humor in that. Mm. I think so. I mean, maybe maybe you didn't intend that. You mean like what? Uh, like humor in that in terms of? Um, like, well, like for example, like lines like where somebody says that um, I don't remember exactly, but something like um, I need to go home and take my kid or take care mm. of my kids, uh, but th- the babysitter's always there or something like that. <laughs> Even something like trial, that. So yeah. you're you're bringing up a bit of a contradiction contradiction of uh sort of two phrases i mean maybe mm-hmm. i misunderstood the line mm-hmm. i th- i thought you were saying that the person was making an excuse for going home yes um and then but, also mm-hmm. was saying that like there's a babysitter there anyway uh, or something. okay okay uh i think uh okay so what happened there was um so that that section the whole section mm-hmm. was talking about how it's actually the real conversation that i heard in the you know the right the jurors um like room when we we're waiting um yeah a lot of people were like trying to get out of jury right duty. exactly yeah. that so so that that's what i'm saying is like there there's a humor in that just a oh. li- it's not that it's funny ha 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 oh. Mm-hmm. oh i'm so sorry no 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 okay thank you oh my god I'm so- yeah sorry <laughs> online yeah that's <laughs> pretty good yeah yeah that reminds me of the the symposium so the um the founder of the symposium in london when she had her opening live uh streaming of welcoming uh-huh. the mailman <laughs> ring the bell and she had to run and that's get great package <laughs> yeah I've, I've listened to so many podcasts where like somebody's dog comes in or their their kids come in and start like bothering them and they're like go away go away go away <laughs> You're on the expert now. <laughs> it's great. Cool. Sorry about that. But, no, 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 um, it's fine. Yeah, so we're talking about... Well, I just like in those lines, I feel like there's little bits of humor just because like the situation is a little mm-hmm. absurd and there's like an absurdity in the situation and it's these excuses that are being sung and some of them seem more serious than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, I see what it was like. Yes, yeah, yeah. I try to make the whole things... A little bit more exaggerated, but um, there's a lot of theoretical actions on mm-hmm. the score. So, um, that the performers, not just the sopranos, but the instrumentalists, also had to like make some kind of gestures or, or look at specific things or make some kind of faces. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. All right, yeah. I think it's I like kind of Stockhausen. Ah, <laughs> huh? But is he like doing that in a? He, I, mm. like, he like serializing gestures so like there were certain mm. gestures that you'd have to cycle through mm, okay like looking in certain directions and putting your hand up and... right yeah but I think the intentional might be a little different because I, want, I want the audiences to like yeah I guess receive the ridiculous intention behind those characters that uh-huh. they are trying to depict yeah, yeah. but I mean Stockhausen's 
quite a serious <laughs> poster. Well, I think he, he did a lot of goofy stuff too, though. That's true. Like yeah. his, his, like the helicopters. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's always some kind of goofiness in composers, though. We just just how we just express that is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's good. It's important. <laughs> and then and then there's also the activism side of your work, right? Mm. And I think this piece kind of gets a little bit of both of those too. Uh, Voir dire. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yes. talking about criminal justice system and like the idea that like a trial could go on for a year and something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> or, <laughs> that was actually a, I think it's quote unquote a typo. Oh. So so because in the I think um, originally I meant uh, for the jurors uh-huh. we will be in the trial. Um, uh, it turns into uh, a, a month. It was uh-huh. a month, but um, but I think the whole trial, you know, yeah. from like the very beginning where the jurors doesn't have to involved, it does take it does take a year or more. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I, it, actually, that's a big problem that I think is happening now with the coronavirus. Is there's mm. people who can't get trials, and so they're just sitting in jail. Yeah. And they haven't even been found guilty. That is so messed up. <laughs> it's really bad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing about like, I, yeah, like the more I get into activism i one thing i wrote so one very good question i um that i received from the symposium was that um they asked me how i feel about you know the i guess talking about us as activists Uh i mean it's a big term and for me i feel like um could be like a little bit imposter syndromes because i i will i mean i have been kind of like am i i feel like there's so many i don't really know uh-huh. but then just like talking like oh i'm the activist and whatever but i realized what i realized is that i have been doing this before i realizing i'm doing mm. this and i think a lot of us are um but it's just kind of like an identity that if you want to like say it out loud or not yeah yeah um i mean i think it takes a lot of courage to be that explicit in your music too hmm yeah but I tend to not try to label myself too early uh-huh. <laughs> because I kind of like give you limits too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of composers hide in in music and in theory mm. without without making a point. And that's what I think like that piece, Wadir, or the... the uh, it is okay. Do, yeah. Doyen Diaries. <laughs> Diaries. I know that I'm also still like, yeah, is yeah. that really the, the pronunciation? But the, there, there's an honesty and a realness to them. You're expressing something. Mm. And I feel like a lot of composers are afraid to express anything. And so they just use these notes. Like me included this is a problem that I have. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting the, how you're working in that. And I think there's, there's a lot of courage in that, whether or not it, it is or isn't activism. I guess I don't quite know what activism is. Yeah, I guess it just put, uh, for me, um, I want to quote someone, um, mm-hmm. it's from an interview, uh, Melissa Dunphy, okay. the composer. Yeah, she has a very, um, I really like her statement, like for her, composing or making arts is not merely just an artistic mission, mm-hmm. it's a political mission for her. Sure. Yeah, and I think for me, I'm definitely also on that spectrum. I have very clear intention in terms of what I want my audience to receive. Uh-huh. So what happened to me, I think there are two different ways of compos- uh, when it comes to compositional approach. So one is that what you have, this is a tool so that it could be like theories or it could be a new like electronic device or like some kind of new sounds or, tech- mm-hmm. uh, or um, orchestration technique that you found and you try to produce something out of that. Right. But there's another spectrum, which is what kind of stories or what kind of intention you want the piece to come across. And then you look back to see what kind of tools you need. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, yeah. I realize that I'm more like that kind of composer. Like, oh, I want to talk about, um, yeah, let's say the piece I did last year, um, Speed Dating, <laughs> talking about Asian yeah. American identity. Mm-hmm. 
So I want the yeah, like people to, to be able to hear those stories, and then I want specific kind of characters, and um, I wrote them, but I also you know it's based on people I knew and some of the articles that I came across. Yeah. And then I look back, then I see how I want to present that, um, and I want the singer to like not just using you know like classical singing voice, <laughs> but like like almost like a narrator. And how can I expand that theoretical part is having a squirrel, which is like, like I say, it's like an asshole. I'd really be able to say <laughs> something like right yeah. in front of your face. But, you know, it's such a contradictory yeah. character. It's like, this is so cute, little squirrel, but he's so mean. It's wonderful. Yeah. And it. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people are like laughing, but like, at the same time, it's kind of like, might, it might be a little bit like embarrassed laugh, but uh -huh. they are still laughing. You know, that means, you know, so it's, it's, yeah, that means that they're, you know, yeah, like I say, they listen to it and also found it, like, how ridiculous it is, but it really, I guess, like, yeah, like I say, create a safe space for people to, you know, to think about stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. so going along with that, a question that I've been thinking about a lot lately is the relationship of a composer to the audience. The re mm -hmm. yeah. Right, because there's, like, the the sort of Babbitt idea of like you compose and it actually doesn't matter what your audience is. You're, mm -hmm. you're composing for the, the practice of composing and like there could be no audience and it doesn't matter at all because that's not what the purpose of composition is. Mm -hmm. Or there's like the other idea that you're trying to convey a message like what you're saying. So you think about a message that you want to convey or something that you want people to understand and then you think about the tools that you need in order to do that or mm -hmm. convey it in, in the way that you want. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem and a question that I wrestle with. And it's, it seems like you're sort of on a little bit the... You do think about how your audience will take it. Mm. But also at the same time, you're not writing music like Taylor Swift. They're more for commercial purpose. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> right, but that's like that's like a hundred percent audience. Like, what <laughs> what will everybody listen to and like eat like candy all day long? <laughs> yeah, that's. Whereas true. your music, I think, is is also challenging the audience. So mm -hmm. you want them to understand, but also you you're challenging them to go somewhere that they wouldn't necessarily go on their own. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I. I am aware of, and the thing is also, it's just challenging in general for composers who are writing, you know, like pieces that would have political or social messages behind is that different, like who are your audiences is also a big deal because I am aware that at this, up to this point, most of my audiences are from a specific kind of community who, you know, might be, you know, have the privilege to have enough education to be able to understand like sure the stuff and they you know they're already kind of on you know they, they they're already in the the same filter bubble so you know <laughs> this is gonna be yeah people i'm sure like i hopefully that people do get something from the piece but what i want to do is that how i can even like, expand that to to reach out to people who might have a different view of you know like what I try to say, I mean, politically or uh -huh. just some kind of values. And also like for me, I know this kind of pieces, if I, if I perform that in Asia where my families are, uh -huh. they're not going to get it at all because uh -huh. there's, there's a, like a huge cultural differences. And I can see that they will, they will come across very rude, very, you know, irrespectful. They wouldn't like the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> like the squirrel but you know they were expected to be less mean okay <laughs> or i don't know <laughs> and yeah i just uh you know asian americans and asian experience are totally different so it's not gonna work there at all like my intention will totally fail so yeah. i mean is there music like that coming out of academic culture in in say taipei or other major city centers in east asia you mean like in academia yeah in taiwan I would say um, Taiwan is definitely on the liberal side mm -hmm. of, you know, and it's also when it comes to artistic uh, creation. Yeah, I mean, I left 
um, I went here six years or seven years ago, and I think during the past, which is almost a decade, and in the past few years, it really have so many, like, I would say super cool projects when it, artistically or creatively, and then they, there's a lot of interdisciplinary collaboration right. that is happening there. Yeah, so, and yeah, a lot of them are very political because, I mean, Taiwan has been, in, um, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we we do have the, yeah, like a liberal and safe and open space mm -hmm. for arts and then for people to talk about their thoughts. So, yeah, it's a big thing there. Uh -huh. But it still doesn't mean that, you know, people may understand the piece and then interpret that, inter interpret that in the ways that I expect it's going to uh -huh. be. Yeah. Sure. That's interesting. So, so would you say that your your work at the moment mm -hmm. is is geared more towards Western audiences? Hmm. That's a very good question. Uh, I would say for... Yeah, people who have um, living experience in the Western world uh -huh. doesn't matter like their racial background or you know right like, of yeah course. but yeah I mean this is where I am based in right now and I do want to contribute in terms of how to make the world better with my mm -hmm. you know whatever I can do and I realize yeah. that you know I, I like I like storytelling and you know I wanna. Know, talk about stuff I don't you know one thing that I I'm very aware of is I don't want to like make the the piece in a con condescending way it's almost like oh let me educate you something this is how it should be and this is <laughs> fucked up you know yeah, <laughs> I'm more like true. I want to like collect as much as it's hard that, as that's a hard balance though I think it's it's easy to come off that way I, I think that uh there's a lot of uh, like pop musicians and folk musicians, mm. and I think a lot of them fall into that that sort of let me educate you kind of condescending feel, even if they don't mean to. Yeah, yeah, but I like I say, I think there's so many different type of artists, and I think all are needed though, because mm -hmm. that like I say, um, so let's say we are on this spectrum, and there are a lot of spectrum of people that totally will not agree with us. And then, but how we communicate is, I mean, yeah, there are like two like extreme ends. And I think for me, I'm trying to communicate with people who are in the more in the middle. Uh -huh. So when it comes to maybe, you know, like a little bit like slightly right, slightly left, <laughs> or a little bit I'm more right, more left, but I don't think I am able to really like communicate with people in the far right or even people on the far left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, actually, I, I feel similarly. Well, because yeah. you'd mentioned before wanting to maybe expand to be able to have your music reach uh, people maybe outside of the university and outside of the, the system at the moment. Yeah. Is, th is there a direction that you want, that you want mm -hmm. to expand your audience into? Is there a specific group you want to reach more? One thing that... Um, so this year, I have been working um, as an elementary school teacher. Uh-huh. And... Um, you know, like the gender equality has been a big topic in mm. especially new music community. Uh -huh. So how we promote uh, gender diversity when, you know, like when it comes to faculty hiring or, mm -hmm. you know, the students that accept it into the programs. And one thing that I, I realized that working at elementary school is that... Um, I mean, it's, yes, it's important that right now we try to um, uh, do something to have more women in the field. But to be honest, a lot of us, we are the people who are already privileged or have uh -huh. privileges to be able to reach this point. So we are right. still, you know, like the limited and chosen group of people mm -hmm. like in the field. But the problem is that in the very like early end, or early stage, which is younger generation, like when they started as a kids, if we don't work on something in with that community, the thing is not going to change that, you know, there's still less women who is going to grow yeah. up thinking they can do creative works, like being as a composer or, you know, yeah. techn music technologist. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, um, I also work at a children's museum, work with kids. Oh, and cool. I think, yeah, I think one big 
um, community that I might want to work with is, yeah, like younger generation. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Are you and still doing yeah. work with them? Like no. anything online? Nothing shifted? Yeah, the pandemic really just... <laughs> Do you have students that you're working with online or not? Not right now. Okay. I, yeah, I used to have. Um, but now that everything kind of just pause. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of my students didn't want to move online either so. yeah i mean which um it's understandable but yeah well it's a lot of work for the students it's a lot more work because you can't be there to play with them or anything they have to make <laughs> all the music themselves <laughs> the angles of the cameras yep. and you <laughs> and i'm sure some kids might be like oh i couldn't hear you and then, you know trying to like <laughs> bullshit through the lesson oh yeah 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 <laughs> Which is cute, but you know, they're kids. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what next? Do you have any plans, any projects coming up or anything like that? Oh, wow. Um, oh, I have, um, I'm kind of like, I'm a, I'm, I have several different kind of projects that are very right. different. So, um, let me think. Yeah, some, like some of the projects, it just, the stuff that I want to try or do, which I kind of like really getting to Ambisonic's mix. They kind of, I guess it's like my personal projects and just like uh -huh. thinking about who I, you know, what, what's next as a composer. Um, but I have some other commission projects. Um, one that is going to uh, premiere uh, tomorrow. Oh. Um, yeah, that is for, um, it's a trio piece. Um, is it public? Do it. Um, it's online. Yeah, okay. but I think um, they're, they're going to have live performance um, hopefully in September. It's in okay, Boston. Cool. Yeah, it's an activist com uh, company. Okay. Uh, wow. Active, an uh, activist company. Active, uh, active, sorry, activist opera company. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, they, so they commission new opera pieces that are sort of politically driven. So what driven. I do is every year they will have a main stage opera. And they will have a community project and commission uh -huh. 10 composers to write for um, like um, lyrics written by usually like immigrate immigrants mm -hmm. um, and people with diverse backgrounds. Okay. So yeah, cool. they, they align, definitely align with my values in terms of, you know, I want to contribute to, you know, the diversity of the community and I want, you know, I'm very happy to be part of that project. Um, but, you know, it's a commission project, so it's definitely, you know, specific duration, specific kind of instrumentation. Yeah. Um, but that and that can be good. Know. Sometimes I, sometimes the limits help your creativity. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and other, uh, some other commissions, they are very specific uh, when it comes to musical styles. So mm -hmm. one is for a string orchestra with... Ah. Cool. harpsichord and they are um they in their styles is in baroque music wow yeah and then yeah that the ensemble has been doing um that using um classical music language but they mm -hmm. combine that with taiwanese folk music so it's okay. like a marriage of two different cultures interesting yeah. and so then they yeah so is I'm harpsichord gonna popular in taiwan no not, not necessarily but it's um but for um a few music Departments they have, um, I guess, um, what is the term for the? Is that ancient music studies or? Like early music? Yeah, early music, yes. Mm -hmm. Not ancient music, sorry. <laughs> early music. <laughs> so yeah, they do, you know, some that have a harpsichord or, you know, even like organ. Yeah, but not, not too too much of them because also like the, 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 the climate is not necessarily friendly uh -huh. for, you know, fragile instrument like this. <laughs> so have you written it? Is it the, the string orchestra piece with the harpsichord? Yeah. You I, finished I, it? Not yet. I'm still oh, working on it. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, but that is like another project that is even more specific when it comes right. to styles. Yeah. Yeah. And another. That's little, exciting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, trying to, you know, keep myself busy. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very grateful that, you know, like during the, the time of, times of crisis that, you know, like the ensembles, they survive and they, you know, they, they, yeah, like we yeah. we do work hard to like try to make things happen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. yeah, and then we have our thing with uh, Shi Wei Wu and uh, Michael Matthews. Michael Matthews. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a quartet performance sometime pretty soon. Yeah. 
That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Cool. Well, do you want to? How about wanna... you? What? Like, how about you? Uh, well, I just I just finished a piece for orchestra, which I don't. That one is I don't even cool. know why I wrote it. I was just like, I don't have a piece for orchestra that I ever finished. I like I I kept starting pieces for orchestra over the last ten years, and I'd write like two minutes, and I'd stop. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of like what composer. Where I have so many pieces is just unfinished and just yeah. sitting there. Yeah, yeah, I have like twenty pieces for orchestra oh, wow. in this folder that's that I just good. never finished. So I was like, no, I'm gonna do it this time. I'm gonna write a piece for orchestra. Yeah, you know, like a few years ago, I had uh, also like in this situation, it's like, oh, I want to write an orchestra piece, yeah. even though I know it might not get perf- performed. And I went a little bit crazy with that because it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried to do experimental music theater with a whole orchestra, which is wow. really crazy. And I That's mean, technically, it's, it's, it's very hard to like make it happen. But then I got into a festival in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, that happened right before everything shut down. So that did happen. So I went to the Netherlands and collaborated with a huge mix ensemble and they it's almost amazing. like an orchestra so they actually do a little bit of what i want to try from the piece <laughs> yes i go into that and then that was kind of scary but then you yeah but you worked that's amazing so you never know when things yep. is gonna you know pop down and you then, then you're ready and then you can be like yeah, oh i have done this i have this yep. mindset and i want to try this yeah well so. i yeah and i submitted it to kaleidoscope so we'll see <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea, but yeah, and uh, yeah, just working on stuff. I've been, I've been, sub- I've been posting everything that I write to this Reddit page called Roast My Track. Oh, I'm not really familiar with Reddit, but I know it's like a yeah. Big I mean, it's uh, but I, it's because I read this thing the other day that it said a composer should never go more than a week without hearing criticism of their music. Why? I don't know. But so I po- I post it to the to this Reddit page, and then people are just really mean. Oh, <laughs> gosh, that's the problem though. Um, that like, uh, what's the term? Anonymous, anonymous, yeah, on the internet. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's true. so many big kids who are adults <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, just working on stuff. Yeah. So do you want to play something? Yeah. And finish up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I was so I was gonna use my uh, my classical guitar. Just okay. Here. So I yeah. So I sit at the board. Um, oh, is that the board? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. So okay. Uh, sound check. Could you hear something? Yep. I can hear it. Okay. Great. Okay. We'll just. <laughs> So That's yeah, cool. it's going to be two wood instruments. That's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be electronic sounds. Great. Cool. Okay. Uh I just want to make sure. Okay, cool.
That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear me like, like, well, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. That, okay, was, cool. that was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> if it's too quiet, I can, I'll turn it up on the mix afterwards. Okay. That's before great. I release it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was awesome. awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. And yeah. Thank I, you so much for having me. I think I'll probably have it up. Uh, I'll put it up next week because I, I released the one with Jordan today. So I'll, mm -hmm. I'll put yeah. it up next Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to check it out yet, but I cool. will. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening or watching, depending on whether you are on YouTube or listening to the podcast stream. Please remember to like, leave a comment if you have any thoughts, and subscribe to my channel. And if you would like to consider supporting my content generally, please remember to visit my Patreon page. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>